Hi, this is Mario Andretti. Mark Blundell. Mark Priestley. Claire Cottingham. Ben Edwards. Jamie Chadwick. Mark Gallagher. Freddie Hunt. Bobby Eaton. Craig Scarborough. Alex Brundle. You're listening to... And you're listening to... You're listening to... Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1. Everything F1 podcast. Driven. Driven. Driven, driven by fans. For fans. Hello and welcome to the Everything F1 podcast with me, James Tiller, and alongside me from the Everything F1 team today, we've got Kiara. How are you, Kiara? Hi, I'm doing great right now. How about you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. So tell our listeners about how you've been getting people drunk over the weekend. (laughs) So over the weekend, for fun, I decided to post a TikTok about a Qatar Grand Prix drinking game where I thought it would be funny if everyone would take a shot or a double shot depending on who goes over the track limits or who gets a penalty (laughs) and all of my followers decided to join in and I've been getting comments on how everyone's getting drunk or falling on the floor so it's been fun on my end. So a successful weekend for your followers anyway. They're, they're certainly I hope gonna go no to... one hates me tomorrow that's for sure. <laughs> They'll be going into work with, with a hangover no doubt about it. You might also see another face if you're watching on the live stream. Got a brand spanking newbie. His name is Lewis. Hi, Lewis. How are you? Hello. I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, fine. Thank you very much for asking. Give us a little bit of information about you. What What is it about you? How long have you been watching Formula One and how much do you love it? Well, since about 2005, okay. the Fernando Alonso era is kind of where I picked up on it. And I thought, it's all right, this, this sport's pretty good. I started off with bikes, actually, with MotoGP, right. and then I sort of transitioned into F1, found it a bit more exciting. And yeah, I came across you and the team, and I thought, what better than a opinionated northerner to join the podcast? Absolutely. We, we need opinions. We like differing opinions. Who do you support if you, if you had to pick somebody, or do you try and be as neutral as possible? <sighs> I do quite like Max. I'm quite enjoying the domination. Ooh. Right, okay. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. But um, I do, I, I've always liked McLaren. I was a big Hamilton fan. Oh, <laughs> I'm a bit outnumbered here. Surrounded I? by McLaren fans. Yeah, quite outnumbered. I do like the, the McLaren boys, to be fair. I've always been a big McLaren fan, so I just like a good race. Yeah, absolutely. Same with same with us, really. We try and be as neutral as possible. You can't help but have your favourites. But I'm wearing a T-shirt. It might, it might be a McLaren T-shirt for those of you listening and not actually watching on the, the, the live stream. We just like to have a close race, and I think everyone is in a a very similar boat. Okay, so first, before we go into the review of the Grand Prix itself and the weekend in in general, actually, because we've got quite a lot to discuss from the whole weekend, I'm just going to give you all of our details uh, so you can follow us on all our socials. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just changed the name to X now, so you know that, but I'm still going to say Twitter. You can also head to our website, www.everythingf1.com, where you can find daily articles uh, from across the F1 world and, of course, the wider motorsport community. And we would love it if you would hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast streaming service to get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop. We are also sponsored by theraceworks.com, which is a fantastic merchandise company. They've got merch from teams all across the grid and they deliver across the world. Within a week, you can get stuff in New Zealand, even though they're based over here in Sussex, England, that you can get stuff over to New Zealand within a week. So you can be wearing your favourite team's gear before the next race of the season. So that'd be fantastic. And if you use the discount code EF1, you get 10% off the whole site. So that's even all their sales stuff as well. So you can get yourself a real good bargain. Okay, so let's talk about the Qatar Grand Prix and let's let's talk about the whole weekend. As as a whole weekend, Lewis, I'm going to go and go to you and put you on the spot first. How do you rank it? Was it a great weekend? Are you going to say like is it a 10 or was it a bit of a poor weekend down at ones and zeros? It definitely wasn't a 10 for me. It was kind of a formality with Max and his title. But overall, I did think it was quite a good weekend, quite an enjoyable sprint yesterday. And I did really enjoy the race. I quite like the whole no more than 18 laps on one set. <laughs> it, it spiced it up a bit. It, and the whole undercutting process was pretty exciting. But I thought it was a pretty good race. Not the best of the season. Not the worst. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. Out of 10? Seven and a half. Okay. So that's a fairly decent score then. Yeah. Ki- Kiara, how about you? Same question. Well, considering... McLaren were on the podium again, double podium. I was pretty happy. I mean, it was 
fun to watch, but I do have some thoughts. I mean, it was it was okay. Max was also a given, in my opinion. But I feel I feel like it was a bit unsafe because of the weather. I don't know how all of you felt, but I don't know. I was just thinking about the fact that if the football World Cup was pushed to a later date, mm. a much, much later date because of the heat. And these boys had to drive for 57 laps and they were struggling. You yeah, can tell absolutely. that they were struggling. So I don't know that messed it up for me because you saw that they weren't having as much fun as you'd want them to. That's mm. true. That is true. That was kind of a downer. So I would give it maybe more of a six out of 10. Yeah, okay. All right, that's understandable. I'm going to I'm going to stick in the middle of, of both of you really. Yeah, six and a half. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say it was a good weekend for my my favorite team, my not so secret fandom of McLaren there. Fantastic day for Piastri yesterday to get his first win. Are we classing it as a win? It's a sprint win, but it's a, it's still a win, isn't it? The commentators um, seem to be counting it as a win. Yeah. Didn't they? But then it's sort mm-hmm. of a sprint race, not a grand prix, so it's like a mm. bit of a weird one, but it's still a top step anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll take it. And they, they, there was a lot of competition up and down the, the grid. Max Verstappen won the championship, but it was a formality. We discussed this in the, the preview show uh, earlier in the week. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd stick it six and a half. It was it was entertaining. wasn't the best of, of races, but there, there were certainly lots of things to discuss. Uh, so the first thing we have to discuss, and we'll go to Lewis first, being, being a Max Verstappen fan. Max Verstappen is a three-time world champion. How does that make you feel as a fan? And we've probably said all the superlatives that you can say about the guy. Yeah. But what what can you say about him? Probably not much that hasn't already been said. I mean, he's just breaking record after record, isn't he? Mm -hmm. I think this is his 14th win from pole, which it's an insane statistic. Mm. And pair that with his 10 in a row and just the Red Bull dominance. And I don't think we will see another season quite like this one. Or at least I hope not, because <laughs> even though I like him, I am really enjoying the McLaren resurgence this second half. And yeah. I loved the Aston Martin at the beginning. If that could sort of balance out and they could both be there, that would be the perfect recipe. Yeah, but Max Verstappen has just uh, just had a, an untouchable season. The car has been absolutely brilliant. Adrian New has done, gone and done it again. And, and he's certainly set himself up on this throne and this pedestal that will be very very difficult for any future designers to reach he just has that magic touch he's given max a superb car and max has driven it to perfection unlike his teammate (laughs) (laughs) poor sergio yeah so let's talk about his teammate then chiara What, what can we say about sergio perez this weekend i would have to say nothing that we haven't said so far either Mm. (laughs) i mean I expected him to pull through. I hoped for it because the last few races have definitely been a downer compared to the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say anymore. He hasn't <laughs> been he hasn't been doing his job. I mean, you'd expect him to be up there with Max. You'd expect him to show what he can do. And we know that Perez is quite a skilled driver. We know what he can achieve if he wanted to. But I feel like there's something deeper going on that we don't know about. Mm. So, yeah, just pretty disappointed. And I'm sure the Red Bull fans are very sad for Perez as well. Yeah, he he just doesn't seem to catch a break at the moment. So maybe now the season's kind of over for Max in terms of he's got the victory. Maybe that that maybe that weight will be lifted and next next race we'll have a, a reinvigorated Perez. Maybe Max will get fully behind Perez because let's be honest they they probably want the one two now. They didn't get it last year because of their behavior uh, between each other. We've got plenty of races for for Max to help out a little bit or or not necessarily help out but drive with him in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think is the best way of putting it. But I think that should be the the Red Bull focus now, getting Perez that that second place in the in the championship. But yeah, I mean, congratulations to Max Verstappen. He, you, you've done a fantastic job this year, uh, and nobody could touch you. Like Lewis said, rightfully so. You've you've you're breaking records, and you'll continue to break records, no doubt. But it might be a little bit trickier next year for you. Hopefully, if the McLarens and the Mercedes, for that matter, and of course the Aston Martin as well, and Ferrari. Let's not forget the Ferrari team. They're getting closer. Let's hope they can push you a bit further to make it a bit more difficult for you next year. But congratulations anyway to Max Verstappen, the three three time world champion. Now, I really want to go on to the track limits situation. I, th- I think that's probably <laughs> more important to talk about than than the championships at the moment, than the actual full race. It, it was a bit of a shambles, wasn't it? We had on Friday 
they went out and did, and did a standard qualifying session with the with the track layout as it was supposed to be coming into the weekend. And they realized that these curbs were causing massive issues for the tires and the tire walls weren't taking it and, and Pirelli were pushed into different strategies and enclosing the track a little bit more at the, at the curbs as well to make sure the drivers weren't riding on the curbs so much. What were your thoughts on this, Lewis, as a spectator? 80 centimetres, I think, is what they brought them in by, which is a big difference. And they, yeah. they got that sort of 10-minute sort of adjustment session, didn't they? But no, it, it, it was a bit of a messy sprint and sprint quality mm. with them trying to adjust. And then there was the, the dirty track because it's the brand new resurface. And then they were complaining about the tailwinds and things like that. It yeah. seemed to be tricky. And then to change the track overnight, it was quite a lot for them to adapt to. But most of them adapted pretty well, some better than others, as we saw in today's race. Yeah. But yeah, the track limits were pretty bad this week. And it, for high-speed tracks like this, Austria, it's normally pretty bad. And it's where the fine margins can be found for that little bit of extra track time uh, for, the, for the hot lap. So it's not a surprise that we see them pushing to those limits. Something needs to be done because it does look a bit sloppy when the qualifying grid on Friday they were doing the interviews and it was Piastri and then it wasn't and it was Norris and then it wasn't and it's a bit of a laughing stock to be honest yeah it, it doesn't look very good very good does it at all no. one one second you got Lando Norris there thinking yeah. he's got his third I think there was probably he probably knew there was something looming over him I think Lando but, knew it was just taking a long time for them yeah, to... he sat there he was yeah. like sitting there instead of celebrating so I was Lando like, oh, knew no. he went off he even went onto the radio and said that he'd gone wide mm. um, and it's a shame you know Lando probably would have got pole or very close to pole for the main race and who knows how that would have turned out today yeah with the Mercedes harpooning each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we will definitely get onto that. Um, but Kiara, track limits has just been a bit crazy this weekend. It was due to the, these extreme curbs that they've got the pyramid curbs and, and the Pirelli's not playing very nicely with it at all. What's, what's your thoughts on the whole situation? Is it Pirelli's fault? Is it the curbs' fault? Or is it just one of those things that happened uh, and it's a bit of a freak thing that, that they'll need to plan better for next year? If I'm being honest, I don't think it was Pirelli's fault mm. at all. I mean... You have to take into account that it was new. Well, not really the track was new, but like everything was renovated, so to say. So you do have to you do have to come up with a better strategy. But I think what no one really expected, I think with the curbs for Qatar, it was in a pyramid form. Mm. So I think that's what threw everyone off because I feel like they didn't really think about that. So during free practice or during qualifying, you could see that everyone was going there and like they were bumpy. Mm. So I think everyone struggled with the same issues. It wasn't just one team in particular. It was for everyone. So I thought they were a bit harsh when it came to the track limits. I have never seen it. It, it, it reminded me of Austria. I don't know if you guys remember, but mm. Austria had a lot of issues when it came to track limits as well. And I was like, oh, this is like Austria, if not even worse. So yeah. I was just so confused as to, okay, did they decide to be really strict this weekend or are they just taking extra precautions because of all the renovations that have been made or what's going on? So it was just very confusing for me. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it's, it's all to do with those, the curbs and the tyres, not playing, playing ball, really. The format of the weekend kind of pushed their hand as well. They're mm -hmm. only having that one practice session on the Friday morning on a brand spanking new surface that they haven't driven on before. They haven't got any support series there to put some extra rubber down for them so the tracks just weren't grippy enough for them. So they're going off in, onto these curbs a lot and leaning on these curbs, which are, again, extreme and different to what they, they're used to. So, yeah, it, it's a very strange position for Pirelli to be in. I don't think it's necessarily just Pirelli's fault, but it, it did deliver us what was a mandatory three-stop race which we've been talking for ages about why don't they make it mandatory to stop at the minimum or there's got to be a way to make them have pit stops to make it interesting because we know the more pit stops happen, the more interesting it becomes, the more undercutting and overcutting uh, that they, they get to do. And yeah, it's the strategy comes into play a lot more when there are more pit stops. So it kind of did show us that, hang on, maybe there's another way of doing this instead of having tyres that degrade just have mandatory pit stop numbers. Now, I'm not saying that that is my opinion that that should happen, but it certainly gives you a, another idea and another thing to take into a meeting. Should we discuss 
how that worked, what worked from this and what didn't work from this. Lewis, would you like to see them having, say, mandatory two stops or three uh, minimum mandatory minimums or maximum lengths on uh, tire tire lengths tire lap limits or whatever i don't think i liked the 18 lap limit because you basically it eliminates that sort of mystery of what other teams are going to do yeah and ferrari could pretty much figure out what mercedes were going to do vice versa because people started on two or three lap old mediums so the new lap 15 16 that are going to be boxing so yeah they could work around that and work for the undercut and push on the in lap and things like that so maybe not necessarily the the the, the lap restriction but i'd be down for a two-stop minimum race yeah because you're just going to get fast sorry closer racing in my opinion because of the in laps and out laps and yeah. Like today, I mean, I swear I saw George Russell overtaking Alfa Romeo about 12 times with everyone going <laughs> I think back he did and forth. Yeah. 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 Um, everyone seemed to be stuck behind Joe Guan Yu for this entire race. Um, and, then, and the drivers all came off true. saying that they had they had to have like qualifying laps every single yeah. lap. And they don't do that in the race. So, they, so there's got to be something to, 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 to say there. If you're yeah. pushing them and you're making it, making them work for it, lap after lap after lap, that's got, that's got to be a positive from a spectator's point of view. It might not I be agree. a positive from, from a driver's perspective. No, but, but uh, I think the races where it's just sort of tyre management simulator, sometimes <laughs> the less interesting races where they do 40 laps on one set of hards, then come in for a set of mediums and then the race is over. And there's no shuffling of the grid. There's no mess. It's a team sport. And part of that is a pit stop. And we saw some pit stops go really well today. Mm. McLaren did a 1.8 oh, yeah. pit stop on Lando, wow. which is yeah. ridiculous. That's the fastest we've seen since the new 18-inch tyres came in uh, last year. Mm-hmm. So, But then we had some absolute messes of pit stops being held <laughs> for a few seconds. So mm. that, for me, is the whole bit of the, the of f1 that i love it's the strategy is what can go right and what can go wrong and i personally like it mm. that's no that's long fair. story short i think yeah. i'd quite enjoy it yeah yeah good yeah me i i like again i i'd agree with you there don't mandate 18 laps because it restricts them too much but definitely maybe a two-stop strategy minimum mm. on most races i think there are some circuits where it just wouldn't work because i don't necessarily need it but how about you kiara what what are your thoughts on that well, frankly, I was stressed the whole entire time because they kept on showing like Lando has to pit latest by lap 50 or George had to do that. So I was like watching that. And I was like, OK, please pit because I don't only just watch Formula One. And with the other types of racing that I watch, they have a pit window. So at a certain amount, like time of the race, the pit window opens and everyone has to lap by that time, which is also different but i thought mm, that would be interesting if they incorporated that into formula one as well where you have like 20 minutes to like do a pit stop or even like throw in two pit stops and see what happens mm. yeah so it, it could work but i do agree with you that it won't work for most tracks or for some tracks it would just it wouldn't make sense like i was thinking of canada for example like that's pretty easy track i don't think you'd need to stop three times for that one for i don't example. know J- jensen button stopped four times in 2012 <laughs> 11, 12, 11 yeah, years yeah and he it, did, it he did a pretty good job do something special <laughs> imagine yeah. a three stopper around monaco that oh could be spicy <laughs> that would be interesting though it would it definitely sure. would mm. well, yeah, sorry, and you sorry. certainly need you certainly need something to, to mix it up as well places like monaco for definite yeah true i um, did but, see you quite oh, go on no no you carry on I did see quite a funny tweet and it said something like, because there was so much room for error with the 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 pit windows and things like that. And it, it said something like, what team's going to mess up the pit strategy and why is it Ferrari? <laughs> and I thought, well, that's always Ferrari. It's always Ferrari and it's always usually Leclerc. I mean, we had we didn't have science today, sadly, because mm-hmm. of the fuel leak, but I, I expected some teams to get it wrong and it's normally Ferrari. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the people were criticizing Pirelli coming into this saying, oh, they should never, this should never have happened, blah, blah, blah. This, that's, it shouldn't happen in Formula One, which is the top level of motorsport. But Alex Brundle actually tweeted or X'd 
That sounds so stupid, doesn't it? He exed <laughs> uh, before the race, saying unnatural for racing series to have mandated uh, amounts of p- laps on a, on one set of tyres. It just because it, it only happened here one time doesn't mean that we're not used to it in motorsport at all. It's it's been the case in twenty four hour Le Mans at times. It's been in, in other support series, and I, I fully see that uh, we're just used to it being run so smoothly because it is Formula One. But actually, sometimes shit happens as they say and they had to roll with it this weekend and they did so yeah it it was frustrating I think seeing that they could only do 18 laps because it did really dictate to all the teams where their competitors were were going to be pitting and there was interest there because there could be errors in the pits and errors on the in lap errors on the out lap or whatever that those sorts of things do make it interesting but in terms of a strategy standpoint they didn't have as much freedom as we would have liked them to have had but yeah it, it is what it is we had that race it was interesting for to some extent it probably won't happen like that again for a little while anyway so take it as the 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 one-off that it was the the fun one-off in Qatar that we got to enjoy this weekend okay well let's move on to some other teams and we've got to talk about the McLaren team where I say me and Chiara are both wearing our McLaren merch Oscar Piastri Lewis he is having a fantastic time isn't he it's his rookie season he's got his first win I using inverted air quotes for that because it's the sprint but it's it's a great movement forward. It's it's just showing that that team is is getting there. It's becoming very competitive. It's becoming one to watch, and certainly, hopefully, will be the one to push Max Verstappen next year. Hopefully, I mean, Oscar's pretty special, isn't he? Mm. And you can kind of see Lando squirming a little bit. It's mm. it's the first proper competitive teammate he's had in a couple of years. Danny Rick wasn't really there apart from that once time in Monza. Lando's always been top dog at McLaren. So to be beaten to a win by his rookie teammate, even though Lando's been in the sport since 2019, it's going to sting. And Mm -hmm. he was even proper kicking himself this weekend, saying he was just, it was a skill issue, basically. But McLaren have scored the most constructor points in the last three races of any team. And if we'd have kept that momentum all year and they'd have started the year strong, I think we'd have had a much... Verstappen would have still run away with it. But in terms of constructors, I think it would have been really close because both McLaren boys are scoring, whereas Perez is sometimes not even scoring. He's DNFing, he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when well, he got a point today. Effort. <laughs> well, yes. The holy grail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fantastic race weekend for both the McLaren boys. As you say, Lando Norris probably is kicking himself and... He did make a little comment yesterday during the interviews when Piastri did get his his win, saying, yeah, he got it first, and that's fantastic and something I haven't got yet. What can we say? That 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 in itself will probably be the worst criticism that he can give or anyone can give to, to him. And it's, uh, hopefully that, that will have stung. That will yeah. have stung a lot. <laughs> hopefully that drives him, though, and next week yeah. he's going to want to put that behind him and, and put in a really good performance. Mm-hmm. Kiara, are you happy? Happy as a, a McLaren fan with the boys this weekend? I was very happy. I have to say I was worried during the qualifying because of the whole situation that took place. But as soon as I... I did miss, to be honest, if I'm being honest, I did miss the part where Oscar overtook and managed to get P2. I didn't see that happen. So when I looked on my screen, I was like, oh, wait, (laughs) we have a McLaren on the podium right now. So I was very happy about that. And I was just praying for it to continue because I knew that Ferrari was not going to have a chance this weekend. And normally, like, I am a Ferrari and a McLaren fan. So I was very, very happy that at least, like, one team made it onto the podium. And it was Mm. just unlucky for Ferrari this weekend. Yeah, I will say our predictions weren't very good. No, I was just going to say, well, (laughs) we did did say Oscar on P2, I think. Yeah, maybe. I think, well... (laughs) I I think we definitely put uh, Ferrari in the mix more than they were. And and for for definite, Ferrari weren't in any position to take it to the rest of the team, uh, the rest of the teams and, and drivers this this weekend at all, really. That I mean, I don't want to say anonymous because they were certainly there and, and causing a bit of a bit of interest, but they 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 certainly weren't as quick as they would have would have wanted to be. Lewis, can you summarise the Ferrari's weekend? Forgettable. Mm. And <sighs> that's that might sound a bit harsh, but sometimes 
there's a certain team on a race weekend that you just forget even is in the race. Yeah. And most of the time it's Haas. Ferrari, like, I don't remember where Leclerc finished. I guess it was in the points at maybe eighth or ninth, but I'm not 100% sure. But No, he was fifth, actually. Was he fifth? Yeah. Okay. So that's how forgettable he... I mean, he had yeah. a, a fairly okay finish, really, but yeah. you, you've forgotten completely because of yeah. how anonymous they were during the race. The only thing race, I, I remember of Leclerc was him being overtaken by Albon, but that yeah. was because they were on different strategies, so... Yeah, and penalties have been applied after the race, and uh, that yes. pro- probably wasn't oh, yeah. fifth. It probably wasn't fifth over the line. It's just uh, the way the shuffle, the penalty shuffle, has affected, uh, and he got fifth. So it's it's probably an average weekend for him in terms of he'd want to do better, but it's better than seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth, or even out of the points. True. Um, and Carlos was just unlucky with the fuel uh, leak that he had in his car uh, before the race, and I'm sure they were going like mental to try and uh, fix it and get him in but there was about, about an hour an hour and a half before the race it was yeah, it wasn't announced long, was it? yeah that, that sadly Carlos Sainz would not be in today's race so he just misses out completely so we don't know how he would have performed <sighs> never mind eh? probably about the same to be yeah. honest yeah They're normally pretty close <sighs> in terms of I don't know yeah I know I think I do think Carlos has been the better driver this year mm. but they do tend to finish within maybe three positions of each other, usually. Yeah. I don't know if that's just me making things up, but that's kind no, of the observation I've seen. I think you're roughly right there, definitely, definitely. But Carlos has been the more consistent, so I don't know whether yeah. his consistency would have made him, given him a boost up the up the pack, as it were. But let's talk about Mercedes then. Now, Mercedes, we uh, in, the, in our predictions, Chiara, we were saying this track is not going to suit Mercedes at all. It's not going to be; they're not going to be anywhere. They're not; they're not going to be quick. We may as well just leave them out because they're they're going to suffer. It's a high speed track, and that's not necessarily suited them this year. How how wrong were we in the first instance that Mercedes were there and they could put in fast laps, and they did throughout qualifying Friday qualifying. They put in some fastest laps, and they were at the top for for, for short periods of time. Granted, they didn't get pole position or whatever but the car itself was quick Kiara well I actually well with the F1 play up I actually put Mercedes up pretty high I actually put them on the podium Ah. but I thought about switching them out a few minutes before the race started so before (laughs) the polls closed because I did have a gut feeling that we'll get some deja vu action with them taking each other out that mm. was my first instinct. And I told this to, to my group of friends. I was like, I think this was a bad idea. I think I shouldn't have put Mercedes up that high. <laughs> and lo and behold, how the tables have turned. They yeah. took, well, they didn't take each other out because George was still in the race, but they collided with each other. Mm. So I think it was a case of them being a little bit too ambitious. But after the race, I actually listened to, so I have the German broadcast, right? So I had Nico Rosberg speak about that because they asked him, hey, your ex-team, how do you feel about the whole situation that went down? And he said, Lewis did apologize. Lewis did say that it's 100% his fault after reviewing the race. But yeah. he, but Rosberg did put Mercedes at fault in a way saying you had your driver who was behind on soft so he had to be a bit more aggressive to gain that space otherwise he would be holding everyone behind and that would that would have been a bit more dangerous than him colliding with George in that sense Mm. so that was a very interesting process like that's a very different like perspective to hear coming from a guy who did collide with his teammate way back then the same teammate, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's interesting. I mean, he had to be aggressive because those tyres were going to go off quickly. He wants to get mm-hmm. in front as quickly as possible. You can see why he did it. Maybe he should have just been a bit more cautious. And, and he's he's been driving for a, a long time. He should have known that people aren't going to be able to see him at certain points when all the cars are bunched up in the way that they are. And George just didn't have anywhere to go. No, no blame there for for George. Really, it is what it is. He's put his hands up. He, oh, he himself is going to be his harshest critic, as I say. And unfortunately, he gets no points. But Russell did a fantastic job of of cutting through the field. And he, mm-hmm. he's, he's, yeah, he's, his race management 
today was absolutely brilliant. They had the mandated pit stop, so he had to have three, but he had to have the additional one as well for his, because of the tire damage that he would have got off, off the off the uh, the incident with his teammate. And he was, I think, he came back from seventeenth. Was he seventeenth when he once he come out from the from the pit? So yeah, from seventeenth back mm-hmm. down to fourth. Fantastic! It's it the the best the best drive back that he's probably had in his career from from a rear position in on the grid. Lewis, you got anything to say about the Mercedes team? I think it was a shame to see not a lot of racing from them, mm. but yeah, Hamilton putting it around the outside of lap one, turn one of lap one, is risky. And if it had paid off, then we might have seen a different result. But considering the tire degradation on the softs on the sprint race i'm very surprised that they even started him on the soft tire and Mm. was behind george maybe george on the softs because he's a position ahead pulled the toe lewis around but it was a risk i mean lewis had a a, he had an incredible start he got off the line better than george Mm. so he was pretty much level or nearly level with him at by the time they got to turn one but when you've got it's three wide into turn one on lap one it's not always going to work out as we've seen yeah three into one don't doesn't go often so yeah they're all fighting for the, the for the the correct line yeah and, plus it's uh, very dusty on the outside because it's not the racing line so he will have not had optimum grip so yeah it it was an error he is admitted to it yeah you're 100 right there definitely yeah. have we got anything else to add chiara to about mercedes or, or should we move on to say aston martin Mm, well, no. Well, Mercedes, not really, but I do have to say that we have one question on Facebook. Oh, we have a question. Let's, <laughs> yes, let's I, have, have I have it on tabs, and it's from Coops, who sadly isn't with us today. Oh, he has to get his name dropped, doesn't he, on the on the podcast somewhere? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. He has to get involved. <laughs> but I'll just read it out to you guys. Hi, Coops. Um, Coops said, what do you think about the conditions Alonso said it was too hot. Ocon was sick inside his helmet. Albon needed to uh, needed help to get out of the car, and Sargent had to retire. And Stroll needed help from an ambulance. And Piastri was lying down on the floor after the race. So if we want to move on to Aston Martin, I thought that would be like a good way to move and maybe talk about the conditions. A good segue. Qatar, exactly. Yeah, the conditions were brutal, weren't they? Every driver was complaining, and, and as you say, there was the med- medical assistance needed at the side of the track uh, for a few people. It's not what you want to see, uh, as as Kiara mentioned in the the intro. Uh, if the football was delayed a, a little while, then why shouldn't why couldn't this, which is inherently a, a hotter sport, you're, you're surrounded by an engine and you're literally sitting on top of all this gubbins that's going to get hot basically around you and and, and, a, and a normal race it's going to be warm but in qatar in the peak weather like this it's just going to get absolutely ridiculous uh, as we saw today the all we can say really at this point i guess is that they're moving it back six weeks so next year it won't be as hot should it have ever been raced at this point this in the in the calendar i, I don't know really they looked they just looked, all looked knackered didn't they they all looked absolutely, absolutely knackered. knackered yeah i mean alonso basically said his ass was on fire <laughs> didn't he Let he him. did yes he did i were expecting a massive bucket and a big cool down on the pit but that didn't happen but yeah ocon threw up in his helmet lap 15 so not even third race distance or whatever Ugh. that's grim mm. and then sergeant couldn't finish for for sickness reasons and things like that it was rough. And yeah, I saw the clip of Alex. It took Alex Alvin nearly two minutes to get out of his car, which... And they were helping him walk as well. Yeah. And Lance went straight to the ambulance, which was right next to his parked car, to be honest, when I saw the photos. Mm. So, so Lance wasn't going to see yeah. a, a, an employee punch then. No, <laughs> <laughs> no he wasn't having a Not this time. This time. No. Okay. no tantrum this time. But yeah. He didn't have the yeah. energy to have a tantrum no, this that's time. It, yeah. <laughs> But these are the, these are the fittest athletes in the world. So and and they're being they're reacting like this. So I think it's evident to say it, it was raced at the wrong time of the year. It was just too warm. We've got other warm races 
uh, and they don't come out well they come out tired but they don't come out mm. anywhere near as battered and uh, just exhausted as they did mm-hmm. today I mean poor Oscar Piastri is, was on his podium one of his first ever podiums not the first ever but one of his on his rookie season and he's just lying down on the floor because he yeah. just cannot catch his breath in the in the cool down room they just all looked shattered and they didn't even have proper champagne to cool themselves down. Oh, that, <laughs> that bothered me so much. I don't know. Like, I felt I felt very underwhelmed by that. Yeah, it was just the most anticlimactic. Is it, is it rose water again? Is, it, is that is, what they yeah. that they use yeah. the rose water, don't they, when they're when they're in Middle Eastern countries? Yeah, it's, it was like it, when you turn the hose off and you sort of have a little bit sort of <laughs> dribble out the end. Yeah, it, it's not not quite as fun as champagne, but uh, yeah, just it's it's too hot. It's it's dangerously hot. And if we've got people drive the drivers throwing up and being sick and needing medical assistance at the end of a race, that's certainly that's evidence enough to not ever race it at this time of the year. And I've seen Um, a lot of people slandering Logan about it, but yeah, he's not the greatest of seasons, but it's Williams duty of care to make the decision. So I think James Vowles said to him, look, you you, you need, we will not hold you to retiring. It's not Mm. an issue. And he was fuming that he had to retire, but, it's that's what the the conditions that's dictated yeah, yeah absolutely exactly yeah no hard feelings to, at all for anyone that has no, to definitely. has to come out in that in that conditions i mean especially when he's he's not competing let's be honest for positions and points at this point anyway so his health is more a lot more important than fighting for 17th or 18th yeah, in in the race it, it, it let's put things into to perspective there Okay, well, let's talk about Aston. You said Fernando Alonso was feeling the heat in the seat, but on the track, he had a bit of entertainment. And Stroll this weekend had a bit of a tantrum on <laughs> the Friday afternoon as well. Yeah, summarize Aston Martin's weekend then, Tiara. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stroll was very entertaining for me this weekend. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons really <laughs> for exactly for the wrong reasons i had a blast like just going on social media and looking at all of the edits that formula one fans have created those content creators they had great edits and it was just like i felt like i was back in school to be honest i was like this, this, this child like no daddy said i get to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> it was more of like entitlement at that point you know throwing off his steering wheel and then going and pushing off his trainer and like going to the back it's like more like hey go to your room and stay there until you've calmed down Mm. and don't don't forget his nine words in his interview on friday and then 19 words in his interview apparently they did not air that like i I don't know like it wasn't aired for me at all they didn't show it in the German broadcast, but I kept on seeing clips on it on social media. So I was like, what happened there? Because Germany is normally a bit more liberated when it comes to that. And I heard that they just decided not to air it in some places because it was just way too much. And it was just him swearing. Yeah, but it, it, there just wasn't much to it. He, when you when you have an interview, you expect a few more words. <laughs> okay, Let, let's let's move on. <laughs> See you later, Stroll. Have a good day. But I mean, coming into the weekend, we had rumours that Lawrence is going to be selling and leaving the team, the Aston Martin brand, uh, and selling it to rich Middle Eastern whoever oil tycoons or, or whatever i think aramco are sorting out the deal apparently according to rumors well my crack had no idea oh, they, right, okay. they, they told him well they told him in the german broadcast so there's these rumors that you guys are going to get sold and he was like well i read about them but no one told me about anything yeah but he's he's a very low down on the on the ladder really let's be honest mm. lawrence will make those decisions but i mean people on the internet are taking these rumors and saying that because Lance himself clearly doesn't want to be in the sport at the moment, and um, whether that's for a, for the foreseeable future or for, or for just this time because he's having such a bad time of it. Uh, and Lawrence is not entertaining the fact that his his son's not going to be in the sport anymore, so he probably wants to sell up and and leave and maybe buy into a tennis company or something like that instead to get Lance in, into tennis and and that sort of thing. But I don't know. I I, I think I could see the Aston Martin brand being sold. I think it's quite believable. And if they want to make it a success in terms of the Formula One team, I do think they need a different driver alongside Fernando Alonso or mm-hmm. two, two peak drivers. I'm not saying Lance is a terrible driver. I, I, I completely do believe he, he needs and he would be deserving of a seat on the grid. 
just maybe not that seat in that team performing where they could be performing if they had two top-level drivers and getting as many points as they they could be getting. Have you got an opinion on that, Lewis? Stroll is not my favourite driver, but I agree with everything you've said. I think it would be interesting if Stroll did, there were rumours of him selling up with it being Aston Martin's slash racing points, probably most successful year they've had in a long time, maybe since the Force India days, mm. but it wasn't Lance Stroll and Lawrence Stroll at the time. Yeah, it... It's currently a one-man team, pretty much. I think Lance got two points today. I think he came home in ninth, if I remember rightly. But still, I think he's got less than 50 points and we're on round 18 or 19 of the season. It's just not a good enough performance for what was a top two, top three car at the start of the year. Lance was just outside of the points today. It was 11th. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he didn't He didn't get a point okay. today. Well, that, that is and even worse than I thought. Maybe he was he part of the track limits situation? Did he get a few? Uh, it was it was P nine at one point. Mm. There was about thirty thousand pit stops, so that's probably where <laughs> I've, I've I've missed that. But yeah, Alonso is carrying the team, and he's of a much older age. He's got the experience, but Lance has the youth on his side. And like you said, either he doesn't want to be there anymore, mm. or he's just lost all drive being beaten by a 40 plus year old man i say that i i'm I'm minimalizing alonso's achievements there we all love alonso but yeah to be to be beaten fair and square Mm. across the whole season it's not even like he's had little blips where he's beaten alonso i think it's been pretty much 90 percent alonso's season it definitely has been it definitely has been yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if they did sell would you be surprised if they sold Kiara? Well, if it goes on the way it has been, then I wouldn't be surprised. But let's see what happens in Austin. Mm. Who knows? Maybe Lance will pull through. Maybe he will. Let's move on to another team. Now, what we haven't really seen much of Alpha, Alpha Romeo uh, all season. They've been very, very anonymous. But today, looking at the, the points, Valtteri Bottas got four points because he came eighth. And Zhou Guan Yu got two points because he was ninth. So a fairly decent weekend, all things considered, for Alfa Romeo. Every single person seemed to be trying to get past an Alfa Romeo today. Mm. Whether it was Bottas or I think Perez struggled to get past Joe Guan Yu for about four or five laps. So that Alfa Romeo's got some speed behind it and Joe were doing a great job. Yeah. It's nice to see them. Bottas is one of my favourite drivers. So I Mr. would Porridge. like... Yes, I would like to see him up the sharp end hmm. in the points, fighting for podiums. At the beginning of this season, I was hoping for a couple of Bottas podiums. Hmm. None of the Ferrari cars have been that strong this year, sadly. But yeah, good race for Alfa, I would say, Alfa Romeo. Hmm. Definitely, yeah. I, I was really surprised to see them up there. And as you say, they seem to be getting a lot of screen time. So they couldn't have had an anonymous race because they were there in the thick of it. Chiara, how about Alpine? Obviously, Ocon, we know, threw up in his helmet. Gasly had a couple of uh, penalties at the end that took him out oh. of the points as well. Oh, Summarise yeah. Alpine's weekend. I thought it was all right. I think I wasn't surprised by anything at all coming from Japan. So I was mm. like, okay, I wonder how the dynamic will be. But I think they had to lay low this weekend because of that reason. I'm pretty sure someone with their PR team it's like, okay, you guys, just be cordial with each other. Don't try to get attention or mm. do anything too crazy. So that was my feeling because they didn't get much screen time for us over here in Germany. Mm. I was actually surprised to see a lot of Alfa Romeo as well. But yeah. other than that, nothing, nothing too special. And we don't have to go over every single team. As I say, I think this weekend, the Alpha, the Alpha Anonymous was actually the Alpha Tauri because we oh, didn't yeah. really see much of those. And and looking at where they finished, Yuki Tsunoda was 15th and Liam Lawson was a lap down in, and he was the plum last in terms of people on the actual track itself. Haas, we saw a bit of Haas. <laughs> there was a bit of bit of to and fro on the, on the uh, radios between K-Mag and Hulkenberg and uh, the, the Haas team and whatnot. We saw too much of Haas. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, to be fair, for the incident, he was a bit of a, a passenger in that. He just got sandwiched. Uh, was it Hulk that got sandwiched? Between yeah. Perez and 
Ocon. Ocon. Yeah, he had no no choice there, but but to be the meat in the sandwich in that situation. But uh, Lewis, anything to say about the Haas? Not really. They're quite forgettable most weekends. It's a shame, but Albon's there or thereabouts with the Williams. Sometimes Sonoda pokes his nose in the points, but I don't know. I thought bringing Hulkenberg back in full-time would have given them a bit of life, but they're just not that competitive, which is a shame. No, and they they, they always seem to drop off towards the end of the season they do, anyway. Yeah. They start fairly strongly for a Haas. Yes. Uh, and then they drop off because they're just their development isn't as strong as other teams. But that's it. It seems like when it, they have a bit of a head start, but then everyone else catches up and exceeds. Mm. But on another note of Ocon, though, I do think he's had a good second half of the season. But he was mm-hmm. running really well in Singapore until the mechanical. So all things considered, being sick and still finishing in the points fairly in the point, it was a decent race. You know, I think. Just imagine how smelly it must have been in there while he was the whole time he was oh, driving. If he just vomited, sweat, sweat, sit, oh. and Ugh. yeah. Sorry, no. if if you're eating your dinner or or breakfast when you listen to this, <laughs> I, I do apologise, but I just can only imagine in the heat as well. Yeah, it, there's too many bodily fluids in that cockpit and warmth. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you sometimes can win like a signed pair of boots or overalls. <laughs> I don't want them. You can keep those ones. Yeah. You can We're auctioning. Them. I can't <laughs> helmet. Yeah. Oh. No, thanks. Mm, yeah, you can keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was an interesting weekend anyway. It certainly gave us a few things to talk about. Uh, is there anything else from the weekend that we haven't spoken about that, that you think we should before I wrap this up? I think it was funny that Oscar basically thanked the Mercedes for wiping each other out in the cool-down room. <laughs> Watching the race start from Oscar's onboard, basically everybody runs wide just from sort of a reaction mm. to, to Lewis and George's crash, crash. I think, is it Alonso that's sort of ahead and he runs wide? And then basically Oscar's P2. He's inherited P2 from P6 in one corner mm. because everyone else has just gone with two Mercedes. So Okay, that explains he was like, a yeah. lot. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much what happened. That, he stuck to I the did. inside and just carried on, and then the safety car just meant he kept P two. So he said, "Yeah, thank you, Mercedes." It's kind of a, a, a sweet a sweet deal for him, really, because in the interview on the Friday afternoon after qualifying, he thought, oh, "I've inherited Q three, but I am Q three. I, I qualified third, so hmm. that's cool. I'm I'm starting the race in third. I'm quite happy with that." And obviously, then he lost it to the Mercedes because of his lap time deletions, and then gained it pretty much instantly again yeah. uh, on race day. So it's bittersweet, bitter on the Friday, but sweet on the Sunday, because he he got those positions back anyway. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was a nice weekend for a for a McLaren fan anyway to, to see that and witness that. And I'm sure Oscar will be thanking his lucky stars that he Definitely. had a bit of luck today as well. well uh, it's, as, it, again, it's really nice to see McLaren back up the sharp end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. The Lambassi were even telling Max to push a little bit because the McLe- they weren't fully confident that mm. the gap after the pit stop would be substantial. So that's nice to see that they can, there's a, they can both seemingly stick it to Max, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, what I'm liking as well, every week and every race where Oscar's doing well, we get a snippet from his mum. There's yes. always a, there's oh, always a, there's always those. a a little tweet or something like that or a message what was it saying, this week her pilates class or something yeah it was she, her pilates uh, class on, yeah. on saturday that she had to <laughs> cancel because she wanted to go and see her son starting yeah the, the sprint race on pole so yeah and and it, it was fine for her it was nice and it was the previous race where she was like i can't believe i want to go and fly over to to japan and watch him watch him win the race or watch him get on the podium but yeah it was it was lovely yeah it's it was nice to have those snippets from what you imagine just your mom doing about you mm. if you oh my son's won a spelling bee or uh... yeah <laughs> when he extended his contract i think she tweeted something like oh so i have to deal with this for another three years or something like that and i just think that is exactly what my mom would say yeah she'd be happy for me but she wouldn't be yeah. happy at the same time yeah he was what well, didn't he go to he went on a a bike at the motor gp i think and she mm. was like no 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 yeah i'm not <laughs> i have to put up with you in formula one i do not want you on a bike get your get your ass off that seat <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's how lando's sort of origin story came about he was into his bikes wasn't he and valentino rossi and mm-hmm. all that and then mm. his dad sort of 
I don't know if I'm making this up or not, but his dad works with scooters, doesn't he? So they were heavily into two wheels. Mm. He ended up on four somehow. I don't know the origin story, <laughs> so that was a pretty weak segue onto Lando Norris. But I'm sure there's, there, there's a connection there's there somewhere. There. Somewhere there in something. there, there's something in it. And we can explore that another we time. We can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's all for now. We will have our news show on Tuesday anyway. So anything that we did miss that we do want to talk about, we can by all means hopefully approach that uh, on Tuesday evening if you're watching it live on Facebook or of course Wednesday morning on the podcast streaming networks yeah I think that's pretty much all we need to say so we are everything f1 you can find us on all our socials we're on Facebook X formerly Twitter Instagram (laughs) YouTube and TikTok we are also on uh, our website www.everythingf1.com and we would love it if you to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast streaming service to get all of our latest podcasts in your earlobes as soon as they drop We've also got our sponsor, theraceworks.com, and we would love it if you'd go over there and spend all your money, not all your money, but whatever you do have spare. If you're going to buy yourself some merchandise this year, buy it on theraceworks.com. And if you use the discount code EF1, you get 10% off the whole site. So that's even all their sales stuff as well. So you can get yourself a real good bargain. Head over there today. Thank you very much to Lewis for your first podcast. How did you enjoy it? Yes, very well. I sort of stumbled across my own words a couple of times, but... That's fine. Yeah. I stumble all the time as well, so it's okay. And I've been yeah, doing it for a while. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I get to talk about F1 on a streaming format. So, yeah, it's fun. Well, fantastic. We're, we're looking forward to having you on again in the future. And thank you again to Kiara. Thank you, Kiara. Thank you. And I maybe we should do our drinking game for Austin. Who yeah, knows? maybe we should. We'll, we'll try that. But I'll have to book the Monday off work. okay well that's been the everything everyone podcast we will speak to you on tuesday for any latest news Uh, we hope you have a good monday bye-bye bye-bye